first start by asking you this question. How often do you fail? Well, I can answer it by saying this. You don't fail enough. What? What do you mean? I thought failing was bad. Well, according to society, I mean, there's a stigma placed around failing. When you fail at something, you're automatically bad. There's no room for improvement. There's no room for change. It's like you have been like programmed to accept the fact that people can't develop, can't grow. If they can't swim, forget it. They'll never know how to swim. They're going to be doggy paddling through life forever. And this can be applied to any aspect of life. Anything that you ever want to do or anything that you ever have tried doing, if you failed at it and you have done bad one, two, three, four, twenty times, okay, and you just haven't gotten it, does that mean you have to quit? Does that mean you throw in the towel? Well, that's up to you, honestly. Because as we know on this podcast, we talk about first being aware of the things that you do, right? We need to first be aware of the failures that we have made, or rather, the lessons that we have made. And we also need to be aware of what we allow people to do to us and the impact that they give us. So there was a quote that I threw on the show a little while ago, and it said this, I will allow anybody to give me compliments. I will accept compliments from anyone, whether it's my mom, my dad, my cousin, my sister, but I will accept limitations from nobody. When somebody says you can't, you accept it because you think that they're a credible source. There's another topic I talked about. So we're kind of taking all the topics we've talked about, really melding them together into this big topic that we like to call failure. But what is failure? To some, failure is, you know, the lack of skill or the lack of ability in an area. But for others, failure is opportunity. It's growth. Because when you fail at something, it shows you, number one, that there is a problem. You can't just say, I failed at it, but I'm still really good at this thing. And so we just accept the failure and we think that failure is opportunity and then that just means that you're really good. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you see the failure and you see where you went wrong and you can either turn back and like cringe at all the failure that you have made during that, that attempt and really analyze it, break it down, be introspective and actually you know reflect on yourself to learn. Or you can turn the other cheek to head towards something you're comfortable with. And we as humans are very comfortable with whatever we're comfortable with. When somebody gives us something to do, we like to make sure it's at our own pace or at our own skill level. There's obviously some of us out there that actually have ambitious goals to go towards the things that challenge us, that make us think, that make us do things differently, that make us struggle. But why would they do that? I mean, why would you take a class in school where you know you're going to fail or that your probability of failing is very high? Well, let me give you let me give you a story, okay? And I want you to try to relate this to your own life and kind of think a little bit on, huh, can I relate to this? Is there something in my life where this happened? So I got the opportunity at the beginning of 11th grade to take this class known as AP Literature, Advanced Placement Literature. And it was a college English class my junior year of high school, and I'm not a very strong English student, which is kind of surprising because I like to read. I like to read a lot. But when it comes to old classic literature and writing very thorough papers and having grammatical like correctness all the time, being able to analyze the, the deeper meaning behind a paper and like an old English poem or something, Shakespeare, you name it. I fall apart. The wheels fall off the bus. So I try, I try to say no. 
Like, no, th- this class is too much for me. And my guidance counselor said, look, if you want to take this class or you want to drop this class, rather, you're going to have to drop three more of your classes to make it fit in your schedule somehow. I, I can't explain the, the proper reasoning behind why that worked the way it did. So I said, no, fine, I'll stay in it, whatever. I don't want to change. We're here. I had one day to complete the summer assignment. The assignment that was scheduled to com- like to, to go through the entire summer, I had like a, literally a day. like, And so I asked for an extension. I had two days to do it now. And I'm sitting there doing the homework. Sparknotes helped me out a lot to know what the, the book was about, to write the paper. I wrote the paper with my girlfriend. My girlfriend helped me write the paper. She told me because she was in the class. She knew what this uh, this paper was about. She knew how it worked. And she and so she helped me out. And um, we're doing that. I turned it in. And I was like, ah. Oh. You know? And she said, Alex, you know, you have some really good potential here. I think that you are going to be a strong writer and a good. this is going to be a good fit for you. And, you know, I, in in my heart, knew that I wasn't a strong English student, but I dedicated every hour that I had free to this class. And, well, as time progressed, I began to actually enjoy the books that I was reading. You know, Ethan Frome, The Scarlet Letter, Tale of Two Cities, Othello. I, I mean, it was it was classic literature, but at the same time, I spent so much time to it. I actually, like, dedicated all my time. And it, it created some significance. I actually figured I would enjoy the stories that I would be reading rather than just, you know, spark noting everything. But it turns out that uh, I failed the class. I mean, the exam at the end of the year, it's it's based off of five points. If you, if you get anywhere below a three, then it's not college credit. You don't get college credit for the class. And I got a two out of five. And that doesn't mean, that means that I don't get the college credit. So I was... I was bummed, and in in a way, I felt like I failed. I mean, I didn't figure that I would retake the test or retry to 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 do better next time or anything like that. I just accepted what I had done, and at the time, it was before I had started all this self help stuff, so I didn't really know how to cope with the failure. And then I realized that I got the best email that I ever have gotten in my life. My English teacher wrote out to me and said, "Look, obviously, this grade does not reflect the way that you that you were as a student." Your work ethic outperformed whatever the, this test was saying. And, you know, you, you work really hard, Alex. And I, and I appreciate that. Like, the thing is, is that I was there to develop my work ethic. I wasn't there to get a good grade on the test. The test couldn't have meant anything more than a simple grade. But I was striving for perfection in that class. And I was striving for, you know, somewhere along the way, some something that I had never done. I was I was striving to be good at something that I just naturally was not good at. I what I lacked in natural skill I made up with in work ethic. And that that is a really good thing that we need to understand is the fact that skills can be developed and that people aren't just born with skills and that they can't be changed. Obviously you can accept that as my opinion and I made a podcast about opinions if you care to think about that or to to listen a little bit more about opinions. But the thing is is that I was someone who just always thought that you were born a certain way and this is the skill that you have until you die and and this is what you're good at and what you're not good at is just anything else. But that's what this entire talk is about is the fact that people can grow and to learn and to adapt. Obviously, there are skills that we as humans possess that we may like be physically enabled to to like grow in as. So obviously, if you want to be an NBA player, but you're very short, 
and you, and you may not like then then you have a disadvantage physically and there's nothing you can you can do with that but what i want you to understand is this when we were born we it was like drawing the lottery right you have a little bit of this a little bit more of that some of this and some of that you know you may have beautiful eyes and beautiful hair and, and i want you to know that any there are like a lot of things that you can control in your life in your lottery, you were given like some bare essentials, some like good looks, some hair, and maybe you weren't given that. Maybe you weren't given like all the good, amazing looks aesthetically, but you need to be able to understand how to use those things that you were given. It's like being some type of chef and just be being tossed a bunch of ingredients and being expected to make a meal based on those ingredients. You don't get to choose what ingredients you use. You're going to have flour. You're going to have cinnamon. You're going to have carrots. You're going to have celery, broccoli. And, you know, you're going to have to make this work, you know, and you have like, what, an hour to do that, 10 hours to do something with this. You're not going to start complaining, moaning and groaning because you don't know what to do and you didn't get the right ingredient. You're going to use your skills to be able to create something that you think is good because you're on a time limit. You don't have time to sit and moan and groan. So the same thing applies to humans. We were given skill sets as humans and we should understand that skills should be developed. It's how we use the things that we're given and how we use them to our, uh, to our benefit. And when, when we fail at things, it's not that you were wrong or that this thing that you were given and you used it improperly. It was just that the way that you do things, that there's just maybe something wrong that you should tweak. You're not necessarily at the point yet where you can be mastered and like be a perfectionist at this thing. Right now, I am currently getting into the stock market and the stock market is something that takes a lot of time and a lot of like understanding on how things work. You need to understand companies. You need to be able to technically analyze stocks. You need to be able to understand and kind of predict how the stock is going to perform if you want to make a good return. And you need to be able to have these skills. And this isn't something that we're all just born with. Even if we're really good at crunching numbers, you cannot outperform the stock market. I'm sorry. You may be able to predict trends and be able to do those things, but like being a stock trader is something you grow into. It's a skill you develop. And currently right now I'm trying to master or develop the skills that I need to, you know, become a trader. It's, it's something that I can develop. Being somebody who is athletic, being able to run a marathon. You can't wake up one day and try to run a marathon and not run a marathon and then think that all of a sudden you're never going to run a marathon in your life. Well, no, you need to take steps to get there. You need to develop as a person. You need to develop as a runner, as an athlete before you can even think about getting there. Because running a marathon does not just require your legs to move for 35 miles. It requires your mind to keep you focused for 35 miles, your legs to move, your body to stay in into shape shape and you need to be able to keep going and you need to have the mindset that you're not going to stop and like those things if you don't have those things and you're trying to run a marathon then you lack some skill that will prevent you from getting to where you need to be and it's not that you're incompetent and then you'll never get that skill it's just that it takes a little bit of time maybe you need to start running miles first maybe you need to start walking miles first maybe you need to start like just developing as a human and then eventually you will be able to go from one mile to four miles to eight miles to 10 to 12 to 15 to 16 to 35. It's the compound effect. It's the thing that I talked about in the very first episode of this podcast. You didn't listen to it? Huh. You should definitely go back and listen to it after you're done with this podcast episode, of course. But 
the thing is, is that when we accept failure as the, the be all end all of everything that happens in our life, and we accept some type of failure as a sign from God that we are just wrong and that this is not the way that things need to be and that we need to just change everything, then we are throwing in the towel and we're just giving up. We are accepting defeat is what we're doing. There's a difference between defeat and failure. Defeat is when you throw in the towel and when you just say enough is enough, I'm done. And failure is an opportunity. It's a lesson. It's something you can grow and learn from. So we have now established how failure can actually be looked at as some type of opportunity or how you being somebody who is failing at something does not mean that you are somebody who is always going to be bad at that thing and doesn't mean that you are incapable of doing that specific thing. So now we need to understand how we can actually use failure as an opportunity. And I, I touched on it briefly at the beginning of this episode, but I also want to stress the fact that when we do something and we don't get the results we're willing to get or that we want to get, we must first ask ourselves this, are we even ready to get that thing? Like, if we got that thing that we're trying to look for, if we're if we're running a mile right now and you have or a marathon, I'm sorry, and, and you haven't even run a mile yet and you run the marathon, like how are you doing that you've run the like now that you've run the marathon? You're going to have number one, a very high ego because you just wake up one day and want to run a marathon. And number two, you're going to think that, you know, you're God and that you'll be able to conquer the world because you just ran a marathon and you never did anything else. And you're going to think you have natural talent. So it's like you succeeding at that thing is not what you're looking for because you want to run a marathon, not so that you can just shove it in everyone's face, maybe so you can feel accomplished by yourself. But if one day I just say, here, here's your marathon, you do it, and then you're done with it, you're going to be like, huh, I did that. That's awesome. Okay. And then you're going to start thinking, well, what do I do next? And all of these other things. Well, I could have done that better. Then you start thinking about all the ways that you failed at that thing. And so we have failure all the time. And it's not something that is just easily presented at ourselves because we shy away from it so much. We just kind of are like, eh, I don't really want to talk about it. Or we just kind of run away. And when we stop and we actually look at what's going on and we turn our heads towards the problem and we say, look, this is where I went wrong. I wasn't able to run the marathon because I can't even run a mile yet. Okay, well, let's start with running a mile. Then all of a sudden you have a plan, and now you understand that it is possible to run a marathon. You just need to take steps to get there. And eventually, you'll use those ingredients that you were initially given to start curating some amazing dinner for the love of your life or whoever you may be curating it for. Hopefully, it is yourself, and you should be the love of your life because guess what? You are responsible for you and nobody else's, and you are the only person that is always with you. So, yeah. Get that through your brain. Um, but no, I think that, you know, failure is just something that we as a society need to start accepting and understanding that it is a great lesson. It is a great tool. It is a great, like, opportunity for success. And I, I keep saying opportunity, opportunity. Well, look at, look at what this podcast is. This podcast is a series of episodes that I've given you lessons and lessons and thoughts of individual topics like accountability, you know, decisions, choices, actions, you know, influence, all of these different topics that you may or may not have heard or listened to because you just might have not have the time. 
that I don't just randomly talk about because I don't think that they have any correlation. This is a show. It is a compilation of a bunch of different topics. When you take one topic and you apply it to another and you apply it to another, then all of a sudden you have a tool belt of different tools that you can use to build a house. Something that can stand strong and firm and can withstand battles, can withstand the rain, can withstand somebody breaking into your house. And now all of a sudden you have these walls up, you have this house, you have this foundation, and these are the tools we use to build ourselves as people that we can then take and grow and put into the world so then we turn our house into two houses. We teach somebody else how to build that house, how to fish. And instead of just giving them whatever they want, we teach them how to do it. And that's what I'm trying to do here. I need to teach you guys how to use the lessons that I have learned in my life that have been most impactful on me trying to get to where I want to be in my life, the goals that I want to have. You know, I've talked about goals. I've talked about, you know, wanting to do something, having a plan and living an intentional life and abandoning the hope that, you know, someday life is just going to be better, but actually living intentionally in your own day-to-day life. But it's not until you are able to take all of these lessons in compilation and put them all into one thing that you can actually build that house. If you don't have a screwdriver or if you don't have a, like a drill to, you know, put up the studs to build the walls of your house, then obviously you're going to have to nail in every screw. And I don't know if you understand how screws work, but they have threads. You ever tried to nail in a screw into like a, a piece of two by four? I don't think you know how hard that is. Maybe you use nails. Maybe you use a lot weaker, you know, less industrial powered tools or nails and you you bang it in with the hammer. You're going to take a lot of time. So what I'm trying to get at with this long, long winded analogy is the fact that failure, understanding how to use it, how to like put it into life and how to just like get the most out of it. It's a tool. It's not just something that will give you success in life. It's just something to think about. It's a mindset to have. It's like, you can either think of like failure, like I said, in two ways. You can either think it's like the, the be all end all of everything or it's the opportunity for the greatest like good and all of the possibility that you have in your life. And then all of a sudden you think about it like that, then you can start using your accountability and you can start taking action. And you can start being consistent with the choices that you make to try to get to where you want to be. Because the thing is, is you can't grow unless you choose to grow. It's your choice. And I've talked about choice. I've talked about decision. I've talked about action. And you choose to grow because you have seen that you have experienced some form of failure and you have not accepted that as your defeat. You are picking yourself up. You're standing up and you're walking strong towards your next objective. And I know that I said that incorrectly, but it's objective. And you're walking strongly towards that thing. Your shoulders are back. Your chin is up. And you know what you want to do. Obviously, you may not have the skills yet to get there, but you're taking the right steps. You're saying, look, I can do this. I know that right now I can't swim. I don't even know how to swim. I can doggy paddle. But with the right teaching, with the right mindset, I can start thinking, wow, if I learn from somebody who can swim, then I can swim too. If they can do it, I can do it. It's that mentality, guys. It's like you thinking to yourself, you can never be a millionaire that you have failed at life because right now you're not a millionaire and you never will be like, there's never been an opportunity and like any person out there that is rich and famous. Well, that's good for them because they have like, you know, they're like that because, um, X, Y, Z, you may have all your reasons, your, all of your excuses. And you know, I'm going to make a podcast about excuses. There's another tool, but if you're able to say instead with a growth mindset, huh, I can do this. Then you can think, well, They can become a millionaire, so so can I. Let's just figure out how. 
So obviously you can have this mindset about failure all day long. You can be thinking, well, I could take all my failures and turn them into lessons. I've learned, I've learned the theory, but it's not until you apply the actual theory that it actually becomes useful or it actually becomes like helpful towards you. Because when you just have these ideas and you don't put them into practice, well, that's great because it's really easy to just think about things in everyday life and just think about, oh, well, you know, I didn't get very good grades on my test last week. I know that this is a lesson, I should just study harder, but if you never actually study harder, then you're not gonna get good grades. Learning the theory behind your mistakes isn't gonna just help you automatically win in life. You use the tools to then build the house. If you just have the tools sitting in your garage your whole life, they're gonna collect dust. They're gonna just, you know, they're not gonna serve a purpose. So pick up the tools that I help give you and actually apply them to building your house because right now you know I've got my floor down and I think that it's pretty solid you know I've got my foundational walls up I haven't started drywalling yet or anything like that or putting up the siding putting up the electrical I haven't done any of that I have just gotten my foundations down because that's what this entire show is about I help you grow and by helping you grow I am teaching you and that is the best way to learn so with all of that said and done I know this episode is rounding in at like about 22 minutes, 23 minutes, but I wanted to keep this episode short because obviously it's a, it's a bonus episode for the week because of my lack of two episodes last week. And this is the third episode. It's released on Wednesday if you get to, the chance to listen to it. So I want you to know that I love you, that I support you, that everything that I tell you comes from the bottom of my heart and all of the amazing people that I get to listen to every single day, the people that I get to learn from, the mentors, the trainers, you know, the most brilliant minds on this planet. And I just try to share the message so that you can help build your own house. With that said and done, I love you all guys. And I will see you all in the next episode. Ciao. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Alex Davis, and I am going to be your host for the remainder of this episode. Today's topic is all about failure, why society has actually taught us to run away from failure and why failure needs to be encouraged. If this is of interest to you and you think that you're in a place where you want to grow, establish some change or make a difference in your own life, then stick around because I believe that you are finally ready to grow. Let's go. So let me first start by asking you this question. How often do you fail? Well, I can answer it by saying this. You don't fail enough. What? What do you mean? I thought failing was bad. Well, according to society, I mean, there's a stigma placed around failing. When you fail at something, you're automatically bad. There's no room for improvement. There's no room for change. It's like you have been like programmed to accept the fact that people can't develop, can't grow. If they can't swim, Forget it. They'll never know how to swim. They're going to be doggy paddling through life forever. And this can be applied to any aspect of life. Anything that you ever want to do or anything that you ever have tried doing, if you failed at it and you have done bad one, two, three, four, twenty times, okay, and you just haven't gotten it, does that mean you have to quit? Does that mean you throw in the towel? Well, that's up to you, honestly. Because as we know on this podcast, we talk about first being aware of the things that you do, right? We need to first be aware of the failures that we have made, or rather, the lessons that we have made. And we also need to be aware of what we allow people to do to us and the impact that they give us. So there was a quote that I threw on the show a little while ago, and it said this, 
I will allow anybody to give me compliments. I will accept compliments from anyone, whether it's my mom, my dad, my cousin, my sister, but I will accept limitations from nobody. When somebody says you can't, you accept it because you think that they're a credible source. There's another topic I talked about. So we're kind of taking all the topics we've talked about, really melding them together into this big topic that we like to call failure. But what is failure? To some, failure is you know, the lack of skill or the lack of ability in an area. But for others, failure is opportunity. It's growth. Because when you fail at something, it shows you, number one, that there is a problem. You can't just say, I failed at it, but I'm still really good at this thing. And so we just accept the failure and we think that failure is opportunity. And then that just means that you're really good. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you see the failure and you see where you went wrong. And you can either turn back and like cringe at all the failure that you have made during that, that attempt and really analyze it, break it down, be introspective and actually, you know, reflect on yourself to learn. Or you can turn the other cheek to head towards something you're comfortable with. And we as humans are very comfortable with whatever we're comfortable with. When somebody gives us something to do, we like to make sure it's at our own pace or at our own skill level. There's obviously some of us out there that actually have ambitious goals to go towards the things that challenge us, that make us think, that make us do things differently, that make us struggle. But why would they do that? I mean, why would you take a class in school where you know you're going to fail or that your probability of failing is very high? Well, let me give you let me give you a story, okay? And I want you to try to relate this to your own life and kind of think a little bit on huh can I relate to this? Is there something in my life where this happened? So I got the opportunity at the beginning of 11th grade to take this class known as AP Literature, Advanced Placement Literature. And it was a college English class my junior year of high school. And I'm not a very strong English student, which is kind of surprising because I like to read. I like to read a lot. But when it comes to old classic literature and writing very thorough papers and having grammatical like correctness all the time, being able to analyze the, the deeper meaning behind a paper and like an old English poem or something, Shakespeare, you name it. I fall apart. The wheels fall off the bus. So I try, I try to say no, like, no, th this class is too much for me. And my guidance counselor said, look, if you want to take this class or you want to drop this class, rather, you're going to have to drop three more of your classes to make it fit in your schedule somehow. I, I can't explain the, the proper reasoning behind why that worked the way it did. So I said, no, fine, I'll stay in it, whatever. I don't want to change. We're here. I had one day to complete the summer assignment. The assignment that was scheduled to like to, to go through the entire summer, I had like a, literally a day. Like, And so I asked for an extension. I had two days to do it now. And I'm sitting there doing the homework. Sparknotes helped me out a lot to know what the, the book was about to write the paper. I wrote the paper with my girlfriend. My girlfriend helped me write the paper. She told me because she was in the class. She knew what this uh, this paper was about. She knew how it worked, and she and so she helped me out. And um, we're doing that. I turned it in, and I was like, oh. you know, and she said, Alex, you know, you have some really good potential here. I think that you are going to be a strong writer, and a good. this is going to be a good fit for you. And, you know, I, in in my heart, knew that I wasn't a strong English student, but I dedicated every hour that I had free to this class. And, well, as time progressed, I began to actually enjoy the books that I was reading. 
you know, Ethan Frome, The Scarlet Letter, Tale of Two Cities, Othello. I, I mean, it was it was classic literature, but at the same time, I spent so much time to it. I actually like dedicated all my time, and it, it created some significance. I actually figured I would enjoy the stories that I would be reading, rather than just you know spark noting everything. But it turns out that uh, I failed the class. I mean. The exam at the end of the year, it's it's based off of five points. If you if you get anywhere below a three, then it's not college credit. You don't get college credit for the class. And I got a two out of five. And that doesn't mean that means that I don't get the college credit. So I was I was bummed. And in in a way I felt like I failed. I mean, I didn't figure that I would retake the test or retry to to, to do better next time or anything like that. I just accepted what I had done, and at the time, it was before I had started all this self-help stuff, so I didn't really know how to cope with the failure, and then I realized that I got the best email that I ever have gotten in my life. My English teacher wrote out to me and said, look, obviously this grade does not reflect the way that you that you were as a student. Your work ethic outperformed whatever the, this test was saying, and you know, you, you work really hard, Alex, and I, and I appreciate that. Like, the thing is, is that I was there to develop my work ethic. I wasn't there to get a good grade on the test. The test couldn't have meant anything more than a simple grade, but I was striving for perfection in that class, and I was striving for, you know, somewhere along the way, some something that I had never done. I was I was striving to be good at something that I just naturally was not good at. I what I lacked in natural skill I made up with in work ethic. And that that is a really good thing that we need to understand is the fact that skills can be developed and that people aren't just born with skills and that they can't be changed. Obviously you can accept that as my opinion. And I made a podcast about opinions if you care to think about that or to to listen a little bit more about opinions. But the thing is is that I was someone who just always thought that you were born a certain way and this is the skill that you have until you die and and this is what you're good at and what you're not good at is just anything else but that's what this entire talk is about is the fact that people can grow and to learn and to adapt obviously there are skills that we as humans possess that we may like be physically enabled to to like grow and as so obviously if you want to be an nba player but you're very short and and you may not like then then you have a disadvantage physically and there's nothing you can you can do with that but what i want you to understand is this when we were born we it was like drawing the lottery right you have a little bit of this a little bit more of that some of this and some of that you know you may have beautiful eyes and beautiful hair and, and i want you to know that any there are like a lot of things that you can control in your life in your lottery, you were given like some bare essentials, some like good looks, some hair, and maybe you weren't given that. Maybe you weren't given like all the good, amazing looks aesthetically, but you need to be able to understand how to use those things that you were given. It's like being some type of chef and just be- being tossed a bunch of ingredients and being expected to make a meal based on those ingredients. You don't get to choose what ingredients you use. You're going to have flour, you're going to have cinnamon, you're going to have carrots, you're going to have celery, broccoli. And, you know, you're going to have to make this work, you know, and you have like, what, an hour to do that, 10 hours to do something with this. You're not going to start complaining, moaning and groaning because you don't know what to do and you didn't get the right ingredient. You're going to use your skills to be able to create something that you think is good. 
because you're on a time limit. You don't have time to sit and moan and groan. So the same thing applies to humans. We were given skill sets as humans, and we should understand that skills should be developed. It's how we use the things that we're given and how we use them to our, uh, to our benefit. And when, when we fail at things, it's not that you were wrong or that this thing that you were given and you used it improperly. It was just that the way that you do things, that there's just maybe something wrong that you should tweak. You're not necessarily at the point yet where you can be mastered and like be a perfectionist at this thing. Right now, I am currently getting into the stock market. And the stock market is something that takes a lot of time and a lot of like understanding on how things work. You need to understand companies. You need to be able to technically analyze stocks. You need to be able to understand and kind of predict how the stock is going to perform if you want to make a good return. And you need to be able to have these skills. And this isn't something that we're all just born with. Even if we're really good at crunching numbers, you cannot outperform the stock market. I'm sorry. You may be able to predict trends and be able to do those things. But like being a stock trader is something you grow into. It's a skill you develop. And currently, right now, I'm trying to master or develop the skills that I need to, you know, become a trader. It's it's something that I can develop. Being somebody who is athletic, being able to run a marathon. You can't wake up one day and try to run a marathon and not run a marathon and then think that all of a sudden you're never going to run a marathon in your life. Well, no, you need to take steps to get there. You need to develop as a person. You need to develop as a runner, as an athlete before you can even think about getting there. Because running a marathon does not just require your legs to move for 35 miles. It requires your mind to keep you focused for 35 miles, your legs to move, your body to stay into shape shape and you need to be able to keep going and you need to have the mindset that you're not going to stop. And like those things, if you don't have those things and you're trying to run a marathon, then you lack some skill that will prevent you from getting to where you need to be. And it's not that you're incompetent and then you'll never get that skill. It's just that it takes a little bit of time. Maybe you need to start running miles first. Maybe you need to start walking miles first. Maybe you need to start like just developing as a human and then eventually you will be able to go from one mile to four miles to eight miles to 10 to 12 to 15 to 16 to 35. It's the compound effect. It's the thing that I talked about in the very first episode of this podcast. You didn't listen to it? Huh. You should definitely go back and listen to it after you're done with this podcast episode, of course. But the thing is, is that when we accept failure as the, the be all end all of everything that happens in our life and we accept some type of failure as a sign from God that we are just wrong and that this is not the way that things need to be and that we need to just change everything. Then we are throwing in a towel and we're just giving up. We are accepting defeat is what we're doing. There's a difference between defeat and failure. Defeat is when you throw in the towel and when you just say enough is enough, I'm done. And failure is an opportunity. It's a lesson. It's something you can grow and learn from. So we have now established how failure can actually be looked at as some type of opportunity or how you being somebody who is failing at something does not mean that you are somebody who is always going to be bad at that thing and doesn't mean that you are incapable of doing that specific thing. So now we need to understand how we can actually use failure as an opportunity. And I I touched on it briefly at the beginning of this episode, but I also want to stress the fact that When we do something and we don't get the results we're willing to get or that we want to get, we must first ask ourselves this, are we even ready to get that thing? Like if we got that thing that we're trying to look for, if we're, if we're running a mile right now and you have, or 
a marathon, I'm sorry, and, and you haven't even run a mile yet, and you run the marathon, like, how are you doing that you've run the, like, now that you've run the marathon? You're going to have, number one, a very high ego because you just wake up one day and want to run a marathon. And number two, you're going to think that, you know, you're God and that you'll be able to conquer the world because you just ran a marathon and you never did anything else. And you're going to think you have natural talent. So it's like you succeeding at that thing is not what you're looking for because you want to run a marathon, not so that you can just shove it in everyone's face, maybe so you can feel accomplished by yourself. But if one day I just say, here, here's your marathon, you do it, and then you're done with it, you're going to be like, huh, I did that. That's awesome. Okay. And then you're going to start thinking, well, what do I do next? And all of these other things. Well, I could have done that better. Then you start thinking about all the ways that you failed at that thing. And so we have failure all the time. And it's not something that is just easily presented at ourselves because we shy away from it so much. We just kind of are like, eh, I don't really want to talk about it. Or we just kind of run away. And when we stop and we actually look at what's going on and we turn our heads towards the problem and we say, look, this is where I went wrong. I wasn't able to run the marathon because I can't even run a mile yet. Okay, well, let's start with running a mile. Then all of a sudden you have a plan and now you understand that it is possible to run a marathon. You just need to take steps to get there. And eventually, you'll use those ingredients that you were initially given to start curating some amazing dinner for the love of your life or whoever you may be curating for. Hopefully, it is yourself and you should be the love of your life because guess what? You are responsible for you and nobody else is. And you are the only person that is always with you. So yeah, get that through your brain. Um, but no, I think that you know failure is just something that we as a society need to start accepting and understanding that it is a great lesson. It is a great tool. It is a great like opportunity for success. And I, I keep saying opportunity, opportunity. Well, look at, look at what this podcast is. This podcast is a series of episodes that I've given you lessons and lessons and thoughts of individual topics like accountability, you know, decisions, choices, actions, you know, influence, all of these different topics that you may or may not have heard or listened to because you just might have not have the time that I don't just randomly talk about because I don't think that they have any correlation. This is a show. It is a compilation of a bunch of different topics. When you take one topic and you apply it to another and you apply it to another, then all of a sudden you have a tool belt of different tools that you can use to build a house. Something that can stand strong and firm and can withstand battles, can withstand the rain, can withstand somebody breaking into your house. And now all of a sudden you have these walls up, you have this house, you have this foundation, and these are the tools we use to build ourselves as people that we can then take and grow and put into the world so then we turn our house into two houses. We teach somebody else how to build that house, how to fish. And instead of just giving them whatever they want, we teach them how to do it. And that's what I'm trying to do here. I need to teach you guys how to use the lessons that I have learned in my life that have been most impactful on me trying to get to where I want to be in my life, the goals that I want to have. You know, I've talked about goals. I've talked about, you know, wanting to do something, having a plan and living an intentional life and abandoning the hope that, you know, someday life is just going to be better, but actually living intentionally in your own day-to-day life. But it's not until you are able to take all of these lessons in compilation and put them all into one thing that you can actually build that house. If you don't have a screwdriver or if you don't have a, like a drill to, you know, put up the studs to build the walls of your house, then obviously you're going to have to nail in every screw. And I don't know if you understand how screws work, but they have threads. You ever tried to nail in a screw? 
screw into like a, a piece of two by four, I don't think you know how hard that is. Maybe you use nails. Maybe you use a lot weaker, you know, less industrial powered tools or nails and you, you bang it in with the hammer. You're going to take a lot of time. So what I'm trying to get at with this long long-winded analogy is the fact that failure understanding how to use it how to like put it into life and how to just like get the most out of it it's a tool it's not just something that will give you success in life it's just something to think about it's a mindset to have it's like you can either think of like failure like i said in two ways you can either think it's like the the be all end all of everything or it's the opportunity for the greatest like good and all of the possibility that you have in your life and then all of a sudden you think about it like that then you can start using your accountability and you can start taking action and you can start being consistent with the choices that you make to try to get to where you want to be because the thing is is you can't grow unless you choose to grow it's your choice and i've talked about choice i've talked about decision i've talked about action and you choose to grow because you have seen that you have experienced some form of failure and you have not accepted that as your defeat. You are picking yourself up, you're standing up, and you're walking strong towards your next objective. And I know that I said that incorrectly, but it's objective. And you're walking strongly towards that thing. Your shoulders are back, your chin is up, and you know what you want to do. Obviously, you may not have the skills yet to get there, but you're taking the right steps. You're saying, look, I can do this. I know that right now I can't swim. I don't even know how to swim. I can doggy paddle. But with the right teaching, with the right mindset, I can start thinking, wow, if I learn from somebody who can swim, then I can swim too. If they can do it, I can do it. It's that mentality, guys. It's like you thinking to yourself, you can never be a millionaire that you have failed at life because right now you're not a millionaire and you never will be like, there's never been an opportunity and like any person out there that is rich and famous. Well, that's good for them because they have like, you know, they're like that because, um, X, Y, Z, you may have all your reasons, your, all of your excuses. And you know, I'm going to make a podcast about excuses. There's another tool, but if you're able to say instead with a growth mindset, huh, I can do this. Then you can think, well, They can become a millionaire, so so can I. Let's just figure out how. So obviously, you can have this mindset about failure all day long. You can be thinking, well, I could take all my failures and turn them into lessons. I've I've learned the theory. But it's not until you apply the actual theory that it actually becomes useful or it actually becomes like helpful towards you. Because when you just have these ideas and you don't put them into practice, well, that's great. Because it's really easy to just think about things in everyday life and just think about, oh, well, you know, I didn't get very good grades on my test last week. I know that this is a lesson. I should just study harder. But if you never actually study harder, then you're not going to get good grades. Learning the theory behind your mistakes isn't going to just help you automatically win in life. You use the tools to then build the house. If you just have the tools sitting in your garage your whole life, they're going to collect dust. They're going to just, you know, they're not going to serve a purpose. So pick up the tools that I help give you and actually apply them to building your house. Because right now, you know, I've got my floor down and I think that it's pretty solid. You know, I've got my foundational walls up. I haven't started drywalling yet or anything like that or putting up the siding, putting up the electrical. I haven't done any of that. I have just gotten my foundations down because that's what this entire show is about. I help you grow and by helping you grow, I am teaching you and that is the best way to learn. So with all of that said and done, 
I know this episode is rounding in at like about 22 minutes, 23 minutes, but I wanted to keep this episode short because obviously it's a, it's a bonus episode for the week because of my lack of two episodes last week. And this is the third episode. It's released on Wednesday if you get to, the chance to listen to it. So I want you to know that I love you, that I support you, that everything that I tell you comes from the bottom of my heart and all of the amazing people that I get to listen to every single day, the people that I get to learn from, the mentors, the trainers, you know, the most brilliant minds on this planet. And I just try to share the message so that you can help build your own house. With that said and done, I love you all guys, and I will see you all in the next episode. Ciao.